break, right? That's a confident player. I didn't see any hesitation. Hello, Brooklyn. This is Brooklyn Rebound Podcast, episode 13. Frankly, Motown ain't right. Here we are, guys. The last game of the season is done. It's We are done with the regular season, the guys. Fuck, oh, man. Uh, that, was, that was a fun game to go to, Justin, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, blessed. Such a blast. <laughs> As you could tell from Justin's voice, he was screaming the whole game, just yeah. enjoying every little aspect of the beating that Motown... The Pistons got from the Nets. The final score of that game was 103-99. And today we also have our good buddy Mansoor on the show. What's going on, Mansoor? Nothing much. Just excited about the playoffs. Um, I had to wait till the last minute <laughs> of the NBA to figure out if my if where the Lakers were going to play. Right, right. But you found out you oh where they were going to play. Yeah, you found yeah. out they were going to be in the playoffs before the game, which yeah. is which was exciting for you. But we're not going to talk about that right now. We're going to recap this terrible game uh, that probably was not as fun for a lot of people. But you know we were able to enjoy it. We went to the forty forty club. Remember, we did that was us. Jay Z's Jay Z's forty forty. Yeah, I mean Jay Z's still in the building. You know he wasn't in the building that night. Why would he show up to that Pistons game? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we have a couple top performers. Uh, good old Andre Drummond from from y- Yukon Huskies. Oh, they got a new logo. Do you see that? Yeah, it's hot. Yeah, it's hot. not the helmet. Not so much. There's a husky coming out of the front of the helmet. What? They, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's insane. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I didn't see the helmet. No, you didn't see the helmet. Like football. They, they make the they make the uh, Oregon. Oh, Ducks helmets look awesome. Do you think this new helmet is going to get them into a better conference? <laughs> we can only hope. But enough about Andre Drummond. He, other than this, 13 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist. Uh, Brooke Lopez was a player of the game for the Nets. 20 points, 9 rebounds, 1 assist. In limited minutes. Uh, a lot of starters didn't play a lot of minutes. Um, and uh, we actually found out like during the game or throughout the game we were monitoring the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, apparently they didn't play any of their starters or like Hofford or Josh mm-hmm. Smith and they got the six seed so we actually found out that we were playing going to play the Bulls a little towards the end of the game um, but yeah that game was kind of a you know not even a scrappy game it was just a, a dominant game big lead for the Nets in the beginning what do you think Justin? Yeah well just to go back to the Hawks real quick I think the Hawks I mean I feel like they were almost throwing at the end of the season they didn't play Horford those last couple games when they were you know kind of fighting for that fifth spot so it's almost in a sense that they were looking to the second round like hey Right. You know, if I take the sixth spot, I can bypass uh, bypass playing the Heat potentially right. to the conference finals. Right. Um, to try and keep their you know their postseason run a little further if they do get, make it out of the first round. So strategizing a little bit, but the game itself, I mean, dominant win by the by the Nets, like you said, kind of meaningless game, eighty second game of an eighty two game season. So there was a, there was some hustle. I mean, there's a couple of players in the Nets that hustled. Darren Williams jumped into the crowd in a meaningless game. What do you think of that? Yeah, was, or? I mean, I think that was you know he. I think he should have. Like tone it down a little bit. He's <laughs> got some butt right. bad ankle. That I get. I get like getting excited for a game. Right. And trying to um, do you know try to do right by the fan. So I you, re- you got to respect that at mm-hmm. least. Mm-hmm. And then Wallace also had a couple aggressive plays. Yeah, a dunk. Yeah, a dunk and a putback. Uh, but you know we're still worried about Wallace um, because he's airballing threes, and you know that's something that we're gonna have to discuss in our playoff preview and how much of a factor he'll be. But, you know, he showed a little bit more life than maybe the last three or four games, I would say, give or take. Oh, definitely, definitely. So good to see that. Good to see that. Yeah. At least maybe getting a little bit more confidence going into the playoffs. Tell you, the highlight of this game for me, 
Blotch hitting that three-pointer in the corner. Blotch had a big night. I'm going crazy. That's how I lost my voice. <laughs> <You're screwed. laughs> Blotch, Blotch, Blotch. Uh, um, how many points did he have? Yeah, I think uh, double digits, right? Uh, yeah, Blotch had 15 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, three boards. And the bench mob almost gave up the game towards the end. Um, they had uh, Toledovich, Toko playing. They had Stackhouse. They had a lot of the uh, bench unit and playing. But, you know, they were able to close it out. Like I said, 103-99, so it was like meaningless game. So now that we know Nets are playing the Bulls, uh, we'll definitely get into that um, next. But we want to go into some NBA banter before that. Uh, we had a couple firings around the league. Um, Lawrence Frank of the Pistons, mm-hmm. uh, he found out after, after I guess, when he came back to Detroit uh, that he would, not be, he would not be renewed as the coach for the Pistons. Uh, what do you guys think of that move by Detroit and Joe Dumars? Well, I think um, they had to get rid of one of them, right? Uh, they had to get rid of one of them, Joe Dumars or Frank. I mean, I think they're going to give Dumars another chance. I mean, he's taken him to the finals. There were like five straight conference finals appearances, you right. know. Um, right. They got a championship. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think if I, I hear that, I heard that like Frank wasn't Dumars' first choice. So, right. so you got to like uh, either now give Dumars the ability to pick the coach. Mm-hmm. Or you know, which is what what they're probably going to do because they didn't get rid of him. Right. But if they if they didn't trust his judgment, I think he would have been gone too. Right. Right. And uh, I mean, I don't know any potential suitors for a Detroit Pistons young team. That I mean, I think it could just be maybe a college coach or someone just looking to get back into it, like a Mike Brown or uh, he who used to coach. Uh, Detroit, uh, when he was during the Larry Brown years. Yeah, but there. I think Mike Brown is going to the Cavaliers. Yeah, yeah speaking of the Cavs, yeah, yeah it's a good segue. Uh, uh, they, they got rid of Brian Scott, Justin. Yeah. I mean, and that's another move that we kind of saw coming. I mean, Byron Scott struggling over there. Um, and it's good. I mean, they get some new blood in there. The Mike Brown back. So, I mean, now now we're talking, too, with LeBron potentially coming back there over the next couple of years. He, lo- he loved Mike Brown. Is that kind of right? Is yeah. that kind of a, an impact? Is that, did that impact their decision to bring him back, to try and lure... LeBron back. Yeah, I mean, I I would be surprised if Mike, if LeBron, after playing with Spolstra, is like, I love Mike Brown. Uh, Mike Brown is a good defensive coach. I mean, he was with the Lakers for a season and five games. Right. You know, the thing he doesn't he doesn't know how to make in game adjustments. You know, and right. his offense is he, he was never able to like maximize LeBron's potential. So if he's going to be brought back. And LeBron signs. It's got to be where LeBron runs the offense, <laughs> right? Yeah, right, right. And uh, I actually want to just uh, comment that I just totally messed up. Uh, Mike Brown was never assistant coach for the Pistons. He was assistant coach for the Spurs. Right. Mike uh, Woodson was assistant coach for the Pistons, yeah. and then he got the head coach at Atlanta. So good thing, good catch by myself. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> And I just want to comment on what you're saying about LeBron. Like the statistics, actually, I think you pointed this out to me that um, Justin, that Miami had more wins this season, yes, than uh, the Cavs did in three years combined since twenty since 2010, I believe. I think right. it was 65 versus 66 or 64 versus right. 65 wins. Right. So combined over the three seasons, the Cavs did not equal yeah the total wins that the Heat had this season. Right. Wow. It's just this instant, insane statistic. Yeah, I think Mike Brown would probably be a good fit back here. Knows the system, knows the owners. You know, he can run what he wants to run. And then they have free agent space. Maybe they pick up. You know, I mean, they're gonna pick in the lottery again. Al Jeff, Jeff you know? free. Maybe they get so a big. They got a fifteen percent chance to like get the first number one seed. That'd be it. Number one uh, draft pick. 
in a really really terrible draft. But, but yeah. I mean, they need. They, I mean, Tristan Thomas is not great, so no. I think getting Norris Cole would be you know something that right. you know, would help them out. Right, you know? right. So right. that'd be good. Um, and one more, uh, well, resigning, I guess. Uh, Another one that we kind of saw coming. Yeah, which uh, here at the Brooklyn Rebound we predicted a couple couple times. Uh, Doug Collins. I mean, after that blow up at I think one of those press conferences where he right. completely reamed out his team. I mean, you kind of saw it coming. The team they lost all respect for Doug Collins mm-hmm. um, of the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, the team they pretty much lost focus and lost all respect for the coach, and he just right. he lost his voice in the locker room, and that was apparent, especially down the stretch. I mean, they made a little run at the end, but, right. It just wasn't. It wasn't enough for the six. I mean, they had all those things with the, you know Andrew Bynum not playing, um, and like they had a sign. They had signed Jason Richardson or got traded for him, and he he was done halfway through the season. So, do you think uh, the Sixers will come back at all next year, or is it mainly what they do in the offseason? Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on what they do with Andrew Bynum. Do they resign him or not? And if he if they do, then whether he comes back or not. I mean, if they don't, then they'll be out there. You know. Like everybody, like the Mavericks right. and the Rockets, they'll be in the hunt for these big names. You right. know, Dwight, Chris Paul. If they can pick up some. They can pick up somebody. Then you know they got. They have a young core. Drew Holiday's sick. All star. Yeah, all star. So mm-hmm. I mean, they're in a g- good place. I think. You know, Duck Collins has always had a reputation of being a control freak and like a little bit of a develop, like you know, not a player's coach. Right. Um, and I think that's why he never lasted more than three years <laughs> any job. Yeah. Um, right. So I think it, you know I think it was time probably for him to go and I think they it, they're going to bring in some they'll probably do something to be competitive again. I think the Bynum trade was great. Right. Um, it just didn't work out. Right. And uh, you know I was, I was reading a couple of uh, tweets about it once he was being once he was it was declared that he was resigning and I, I forgot who it, who it was that tweeted it but it said that you know they don't know if Andrew. Bynum's hair had something to do with his resigning. <laughs> so so well, you can't control his hair when he's yeah. not playing for you. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man! If you guys uh, get a chance to Google Andrew Bynum hair, you'll uh, you'll love it. You'll love every second of it. Um, something to note here. I mean, Phil Collins, although he did resign, he's still you know going to be a consultant consultant for the yep. team. So he's still going to be um, you know working in the office there in the front office. Um, right. Is, that Phil Collins being he's going. to Phil Collins? Looking at Phil Jackson the next line, throw me off. You're going to be Dennis' reunion in the Philadelphia. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Uh, well, hopefully uh, Phil or Doug Collins gets to be the play-by-play or uh, the analyst for TNT this playoff season. That'll be that'll be good to see him back uh, with Marv or Kevin Harlan. Uh, he's he's always got really good insight. So, um, yeah. Speaking of Phil Jax, uh, apparently there's a report that he's itching to come back to coach. Um, I, mean, I think it's just speculation because no one has, other than other than the fact that he's appeared. Publicly in two different times for the Knicks anniversary championship, which is, which and, is a big deal. And Phil Jackson doesn't really leave Montana that often, right? And <laughs> and he went for uh, Shaq's uh, retirement ceremony the night before that. Um, you know, there's there's been talk about you know Nets all season. You know, been, was trying to go after Phil Jacks before, and they were naming PJ their interim coach. But they were like, if they had a chance to get Phil Jackson, obviously they're going to do it. Um, there's also rumored that if maybe if the Clippers uh, don't 
uh, go anywhere with Vinny D this year after having a pretty solid year, I would say. Um, he could return to L.A. for the other team, you know, in the same building. But also the whole uh, Sacramento Kings, uh, Seattle Supersonics debate. Uh, is the Sonics going to get their team back? And if he's if uh, Phil Jackson's not far from, you know, Washington hanging out in the Pacific Northwest, um, that would be ideal for geographically for him. Um, uh, Justin, what, what is your first take on it? Where, where do you think Phil Jackson was going to go or if he's even going to come back? Yeah, it's, a, it's, so, it's all speculation. I mean, you can hear one thing. I mean, he, he's getting out. How old is Phil Jackson now, age-wise? I mean, 67. He's, yeah, he's, I mean, late 60. I mean, how, is he really going to make a return, I mean, to basketball, to coaching? I mean, it's all speculation. He might be itching to do it. But realistically, when push comes to shove, is he really going to sign a contract and sign the dotted line for a team? And I don't, I don't really see, honestly, I don't see him coming back to coaching. Yeah, I mean, I don't see him coming back to coaching. I think he might come in, a, you know, I think as an executive, yeah. um, as a consultant. Right. You know, certainly, um, I can see him, you know, wanting to best Pat Riley, like just being that competitive guy that he is, like. He's like he's the best coach now. He wants to better <laughs> uh, Pat Riley as an executive. You know, did he already marry Jeannie Bus? No, they're engaged. I don't think they've gotten married yet. Maybe Be- they have. because it was today in the NBA owners meeting in New York. They finalized the ownership transfer to Jeannie Bus um, from Jim Bus. So Jeannie Bus actually owns most of the team now. Oh, really? I yeah. did not know that. No, because yeah. it was. I mean, this is that seemed very strange to me, considering that. Um. What's his son's name? It's well, it's not Jim, John. I don't know. <laughs> Something with a J. It's got to be with a J, right? Yeah, a I mean, yeah. Jack Bus. <laughs> I lo- I like that. We're gonna go with so Jack, Jack Bus. Jack no. Bus. Yeah. But um, why invest so much in your son if you if the if the team goes back to Genie? You know, like mm-hmm. if he's gonna be the personnel guy, right? And Genie's like in charge of like you know. Merchandising. He, apparently, he doesn't get along with Phil. The son doesn't no. get along with Phil at all. Well, I, I think he wants it to be his own team. Mm-hmm. I mean, what I know, the murky um, details of the internet say that he was into horse racing, and he sees himself as like an analytics guy, and he applies his like horse racing horse racing uh, spreadsheets to like NBA players, and so he compares, he's got, <laughs> compares NBA players to horses. I have no idea what that means, but he's got a he's got an own system uh, right. of analytics that he like puts everyone through and like figures out how much they're worth and then huh. goes to cup check. Huh. This is like all on the internet, so if mm-hmm. you want to Google it, it's, it takes a little while to find any stories about Jack Bus. Right, right. <laughs> That's Good not old. his name, so you guys yeah. gotta Google it. You gotta figure <laughs> it out first, Jim Bus son. <laughs> Google that. Uh, for a second there, when you before you said horse, I thought you were going to take this podcast to another yeah, direction. another place into the into FCC uh, <laughs> finding territory. Um, um, yeah, I mean to mention the Seattle thing, I, I think that's definitely very plausible with a new ownership coming in. You want to give a, a name brand uh, person that is a winner, you know. And if that happens, right now apparently it's fifty fifty. All the reporters. Are saying it could go to Sacramento, it could go to Seattle. They don't know, but if it happens, that's unprecedented in the NBA right now, where they have two groups that, that are like even, even, yeah, right. that it's all about intangibles, you right? Know? Right. Um, I, I, I wish they could both get a team. I mean, just, I mean, Sacramento. I remember seeing games, Arco Arena, and the Cowbell, and everything. That was. That was a playoff atmosphere all the time, and same thing with Seattle when they're in the finals, mm-hmm. you know, the Peyton and Kemp days. I mean, they both kind of deserve a team. But well, and what's crazy to me about that situation? So Sacramento, the last game of the season, 
um, since there hasn't been a decision yet. I, everyone that was in that arena that's walking out, they don't know if they're coming back to that arena. Like right. they, they didn't, they couldn't leave that game and kind of have like a going away party if they were leaving or mm-hmm. if they're walking oh, away. Yeah, and it's like an open ended. Like it's, eh, we'll maybe see you next year. Got like their season ticket holder. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Maybe, maybe we'll see. That's kind of it's just like a weird situation because yeah, they cause, like they delayed the decision because I, th- I believe it was supposed to be made by now. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, the board yeah. just delayed the decision last minute for a couple weeks. Right, right, and um, I remember last year when they they thought really it was going to happen. Sacramento was going to be gone uh, before the Maloofs decided that they're going to sell it completely. Uh, they had the two head announcers, the play-by-play guys, they had, like, a 10-minute goodbye. It was, like, one of the most emotional things you see, like, on air. And, you, like, you don't want to see, like, us going up in Hartford, we weren't big, you know, hockey fans, but I know friends that were huge into the Whalers, and you having a team depart, a professional team, especially if it's your only, only right. team in that city. Right, right, right. You know, other cities have multiple sports teams. That's devastating, you know? Yeah, so. but we forget that the Kings have been a... NBA wandering team like they started in Rochester, New York, and, and then they Buffalo, were like, and then Buffalo, and then Kansas City, and then mm-hmm. down and they were like I don't know before in Sacramento or they they were somewhere in California earlier, right? Or I no, I think it was straight to Sac- Sac- Sacramento, not Kansas Anaheim City. or anything. Yeah. They so, were the Royals, and then yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, you know, it's just like this team that's wandered around the NBA, and uh, so it's, I mean, it's. It seems to me that um, that it's like this is like life in the NBA, you know. Right. If you don't lock in, if you're not in a major market, you're always in danger of losing your team. Right. 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 That's true. All right. Well, uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, we have a hump of the game. Uh, Chris Humphreys, uh, maybe not the well, game. I don't, know if, I, don't know, I don't know if that's necessarily a hump. He didn't really get any hump. Well. <laughs> In the past, but <laughs> well, apparently, the, what, what do you mean when he was with Kim Kardashian? <laughs> <laughs> oh, on, the FCC is listening. On, on Cube, I'm sure. Uh, today, the judge uh, agreed to, um, I guess, uh, finalize a divorce settlement between Kim Kardashian and Chris Humphreys. That means Humphreys is not going to miss any uh, any game time or any Thank practice God. time. Thank God, because I, I was honestly worried that it, it may have uh, it may have affected you know. And he's been playing really well of late. So he, he's been coming out strong at the end of the season. Got to prove to Kanye that he's uh, <laughs> that he's the better man, <laughs> right? Right. And uh, so you know, here, here to uh, Chris Humphrey's getting paid uh, from, Ooh, <laughs> from, yeah. from from Kim Kardashian. From the sham wedding, yes. the six yeah. month sham wedding. Or and you know, I I also read this tweet somewhere else. I never thought the day would happen where. Uh, Jay would get dropped from the team before Chris Humphreys, but you know apparently Jay Z finally, in a in an actual letter, not an open letter song, he <laughs> he wrote that he's selling shares of his team, trying to get Rock Nation Sports his agency going up, as we mentioned before. Right. But the most important thing I took from that letter was that he's a Brooklyn Net fan forever, which is important. He still owns part of the building, the Barclays Center. He still owns his seats. And, you know, he's he didn't hang out with us at the 4040 Club after numerous tweets at him. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I know. It's yeah. really messed up, Jay. Oh, come on, man. You gotta admire Jay-Z, man. He's straight. He's a straight hustler, man. Yeah. He, like, he took one, one fifteenth of one percent and turned... And flipped it. it flipped it. And, yeah. it. and he's the brand. Like, he's, he's synonymous with the Brooklyn Nets at this right. point, right? Right. And he's able to, like, turn a very small investment... Into so much media coverage, um, a diss song, I guess. <laughs> That's uh, that he got a lot of props for. I mean, right, right. It is. This is. I mean, 
the man knows marketing, the man knows when to be and where to be seen and how to be seen. I mean, for a guy that lost to Nas in a rap battle and now is like a hip hop mogul, uh, yeah. and you know, that was a rap battle during the time in the yeah. 2000s, you couldn't even believe that would actually happen. But kudos to Jay and uh, kudos to the Nets uh, still having him as a fan. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Well, you know, oh, wait, we on. missed something. What? The What's biggest it? clinch of the night Wednesday. You guys know what it was? What was it? The With the Magic losing, and uh, and the I don't know, the, the Bobcats as well, the Magic actually overtook the Bobcats as and clinched the worst team in the NBA this year. Wow. Right. Congra- congratulations, congratulations, Orlando Magic. Bad. Jameer Nelson, he's yeah. come a long way. <laughs> Hito Turkoglu, too. So, Hito Turkoglu. The, the Bobcats are no longer the, the worst team. The worst NBA team. Do you think it could be a repeat of uh, when uh, Howard's draft, it was 1-2, uh, and two, it was Okafor versus Howard? It could be like uh, Noel or Zeller? I don't know. <laughs> uh, who else would be the top pick in there? Well, then, uh, wait, McGarry? Cole, right? McGarry? McGarry, yeah. McGarry? The draft stock went way up. Yeah, <laughs> way up after the championship <laughs> game. Yeah, I don't know. This is a weak draft, man. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to be the number one pick in this draft, you know? You you, you need to have somebody already, a core, like someone like right. Cleveland right. or Detroit, you know, who have, like, some young players already. Right. If you're, if you're the Magic and you're going to try to build around this draft, that's, you know, you're waiting another year. Right. Well, uh, maybe we'll do a, a Jeff podcast, although the way they look like the talent is out there, it might be too boring to do that. So uh, we'll keep you guys posted. On, uh, and, yeah, definitely check us out on brooklynrebound.com. Our Gmail is brooklynrebound at gmail.com. Our uh, Twitter tag is brooklynrebound as well. And subscribe on iTunes. Get those subscriptions up. We've been seeing those downloads. You guys are slacking, okay? You guys are slacking. All right, uh, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, our next episode will be a preview of the playoffs, and uh, thanks, guys, for listening. You guys have anything, anything else? Go Nets. Yes, Go okay. Lakers. <laughs> All right, guys. Good I had to get that in. Yeah, of course you did. Of course you did. All right, guys, good night from Prospect Heights, and uh, good night to Nets Nation. Let's go, Nets. Rebound. 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 Rebound.